Hi, and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. So this episode is a really important episode because a lot of people, I feel, and in my experience, some of the people that I've coached in the past, some of the people that I know, when they've got a big decision to make, sometimes they either don't make the decision at all, they stall and they leave it too late, or make this big decision incorrectly. And that might just be because you maybe don't know how to make big decisions, how to decide which way you're going to go. Uh, maybe you don't know how to do that in the right way. Of course, there's going to be variables. Of course, every decision that you're going to make is different. But it is a system that I use. And there's some key points here that I believe that you need to consider and that you need to maybe do when you come across one of those big decisions. You know, it might be to do a big property deal or to do a joint venture with somebody. It might be to raise a lot of money. It might be to set up a new business, to bring someone into your business, to recruit somebody. It could be something, you know, you get offered an amazing opportunity and you're a little bit unsure what to do. Should you do it? Should you not? Um, it might be something in your personal life. It might be something to do with your partner. Should you have children? Should you move house? Should you um, stay with your partner? You know, should you do something? Should you not do something? There's there's lots of decisions that we all come across in our life. And there is a way that I personally make these decisions. And a lot of people uh, do this also. Um, and there's some key points here that I want to share with you that I think are really important. If you are facing a big decision, uh, a big choice, or you've got something, uh, or maybe even in the future, if something big comes up, you know, you come across something big and you're unsure what to do. You maybe just want to listen back to this podcast and um, use this information and this system to help you make uh, those big decisions. So one thing that you should do, I believe, is something called a SWOT analysis. So that's S-W-O-T, if you can understand my Geordie accent, SWOT, right? So SWOT analysis, if you're watching this on YouTube or the video, you, you, you can see my hands. You separate the page into four quarters, like a plus sign, okay? Bit of paper, you separate it into four quarters. And top left is strengths, top right is weaknesses, bottom left is opportunities, bottom right is threats. You've got strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Okay, so on the left hand side of your page, you'll have strengths and opportunities. And on the right hand side of your page, you'll have weaknesses and threats. Okay, so let's say, for example, you get offered a, a, a JV opportunity. So what you'd want to do is on the on that bit of paper, write down the strengths of that JV opportunity, how much money you could potentially make, you know, the deal, what it can do for you, cash flow, profit, whatever. On the weaknesses, each deal has got weaknesses. It might be the strength of the resale, or it might be strengths of the comparables that you're using, it might be um the weakness of the tenant profile, anything like that. Like you get my gyps, you've got the strengths. Whatever this decision is, you've got the weaknesses of whatever this decision is. You then got the opportunities. So if it's a JV, it could be the opportunities to work more with this person, or the opportunities could be to refinance, pull the money out, and do another deal. Whatever the opportunities are. Okay. The threats, you've then got what happens if this person doesn't do what they say they're going to do, what happens if you can't raise the money, or whatever the threats are. Okay. So then what you'll have is once you've done this exercise, you'll have a bit of paper with strengths and opportunities on one side. Weaknesses and threats on the other side. So once you've got that information, you can then make an informed, educated decision. 
but you need all of the information before you can do that. You don't want to be rushing into into big decisions. You don't want to just do what you think at the time or do how you, you know, you might be having a good day and an opportunity comes along. You think, yeah, I'll do it. Just because you're having a good day, you might be very optimistic on that day. So you have to get all of the information, get it in on paper so that you can make an informed, logical decision. This is such a simple concept, right? The SWOT analysis, but it's hugely valuable. I've done this countless times in my career. That's in business, in property, joint ventures I've been involved in, still from my personal life. You can literally do this SWOT analysis for anything. But what it does is it gives you clarity and you've got to be honest with yourself. And you've got to be honest about that decision and that opportunity that you've been given to be able to do this. The SWOT analysis, it's fantastic. You can do it for I mean, I done one with one of my coaching clients the other day. It was should he should he leave his job and go full time into business and property? So I said, what you simply do is you do a SWOT analysis for staying in your job and a SWOT analysis for leaving your job. Because the strengths and weaknesses, opportunities, and threats for staying in your job, and the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats for going full time in property, right? And you've got to then look at that information, look at those two SWOT analyses, and make an informed decision on what is the right way to go. And as soon as you identified all of that information, you've got you've got information and data that you can base your decision upon. And that's what you need to do. That is a, such a simple concept. It's free to do. You can do it with a pen and paper. Anybody can do that. So if you're currently facing a, a big decision, I strongly advise that you do a SWOT analysis. Don't rush. Be honest with yourself. Don't be too optimistic. Don't be having loads and loads of strengths and opportunities that, that you aren't really that sure about because you're being too optimistic. You don't be too pessimistic either. You don't be too negative towards it, but you just be honest and you be realistic and you get the information down on paper. It'll really, really help you. Uh, trust us on that one. Another few key points on this is act with logic, not emotion. So we could probably all relate to this where you go for your property, maybe it's in the early days when you're starting off, you walk around the property, you fall in love with the property. Know the area, it's fantastic around here. I love it around here. It's, it's a great deal. It's a great property. It's great whatever, right? That's emotion. That's not logic. Because you could love the property, love the feel of it, love the area and all of that. But when you actually sit down and you work out and you run the numbers, you let the logic in the numbers guide your decision, certainly for any investment, not emotion. Relevant of what you think about the area and how much you like it and all of that type of stuff. If the numbers are saying that it's not a good deal, you have to walk away from that deal. Same with the business. You might think, I really want to set up this business. It's my passion. I've always loved this type of business. It's, you know, I'll be good at it and da 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 da, all of that. But if the numbers don't add up, then you shouldn't be doing it. You've got to let logic and numbers rule your decision making not emotion that's why far too many people get into joint ventures with people that don't work that's why people set up businesses that don't work rush these things and they don't get all the information out of the head onto paper and work out a logical decision and that's what you really need to do and i see people fall into this trap a lot because they let emotion override or cloud their decision making because they might be having a good day and they might think it's a good idea. You might think it's a good idea on one hand, but the numbers might say it's not a good idea. So logic, not emotion, is a really key uh, point here. 
sometimes it's quite balanced, right? So sometimes the numbers are saying it's okay and emotion saying it's okay. Or you do SWOT analysis and the strengths and opportunities are quite equal to the opportunities and threats. If you come across that situation and it is pretty balanced, a couple of things you need to consider is what's your gut telling you? I do believe that gut feeling, that sixth sense or seventh sense, seventh sense, whatever they say, um, is a good indication. Now, don't just go on gut alone, but um, if it's relatively balanced, the pros and cons, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, so they're quite balanced, then gut is one way to make your decision. If it's balanced, don't just do use your gut without running the numbers and without applying logic because that may result in, in a bit of a fail. But I do believe gut, certainly a lot on your personal life. So, you know, if your gut is telling you that something was up with your partner, then a lot of the time that's true. Um, if your gut is telling you that something is up with somebody or you get an opportunity, maybe it's a JV or, you know, you're working with an angel and it all is looking good, doing the SWOT analysis, but your gut is telling you that maybe I shouldn't do this, maybe I don't trust this guy or this girl, maybe something's up with them, I'm not too sure. That feeling is normally correct, right? I think that women have got that sixth sense a little bit better than men, um, if you generalised it. Um, in my main business, before, before before I exited a couple of years back, when I got a new recruit, I actually used to ask a couple of the women in the group who already work for us, what do you think of this person? Sometimes I couldn't see what they could see. So sometimes women have that. So if you've got someone, maybe you are a female listening to this, or maybe you've got a, a female in your life, you could run things past. Sometimes they give a different view if you are a male. Um, so yeah, I think women do generally have that that gut, that sixth sense a little bit better than men. But um, just your gut sometimes. You know, I've made decisions when I've really been unsure about something and I've trusted my gut and I've pulled out of a deal or I've done a deal, it's worked out well. You know, sometimes, unfortunately, you do get things wrong. That's part of life in, in business. You can't always get everything right. I wish you could because I'd be a billionaire if that was the case. But um, but yeah, trusting your gut, I think, is an important point there that you can sometimes use um, to your advantage, sure. Um, and I think the last point on this is um, and I see this quite a bit again with relatively newbies in property. They say things like, you know, got this deal, should I do it or not? Or which strategy is the best? Should I go down this strategy or that strategy? With this type of decision making, I believe that you should make decisions that are in alignment with your goals. So, for example, if you have a goal of you want to get five grand cash flow, let's say, per month, and you want to do that in two years, okay? Doing buy-to-let is probably not the right way to go because buy-to-lets are typically lower cash flow and assets than HMOs, Airbnbs, and other things. So if you want to get a five grand cash flow in two years, it's, it's less likely to happen if you're just buying buy-to-lets. So if you are buying HMOs, for, for example, that's probably only five HMOs. It's probably 20, 30 by the less. So what's easier to acquire in two years? Five by five HMOs or 20, 30 by the less. It's obviously HMOs. So you know, sometimes you need to make your decisions. You need to make sure that your decision making and the decisions that you make are in alignment with your goals. And, and that's a really logical way to look at it. You can apply that system to anything. So if you want to 
to know, if you want to get married in a couple of years and you're looking for a partner now, you don't want to be, you know, going on dates or getting with somebody that doesn't want to get married or that, you know, that's, I don't know, right? I'm not a relationship counsellor, but you get my point. The, the people that you get with, like, the decisions that you make need to be in line with your goals. So if you really want to have children, but your current partner doesn't want to have children, then then that's quite a logical decision that you maybe with the wrong person. If if you want to raise a load of money through angel investors, um, you know, you shouldn't be going to Butlins on holiday because you're probably not going to find any of them. You shouldn't be going to, you know, low-end networking events. You're not probably not going to find angels there. So you get my, my, my point. Your decision-making should be in alignment with what your goals are and what you're trying to achieve. And that's a, a quite a simple principle that you can apply to decision-making. Um, certainly around property and business, if you want to, you know, sell your business in X amount of years, the decision making that you do now need to be in alignment with selling your business. So systemizing everything, getting the right staff in place. It's not a good decision. If you want to sell your business, it's not a good decision to try and do it all yourself, because how can you get a sellable business if it's just you? You need staff, you need systems, you need reoccurring income, you need value of the business in order to sell it. If you want to sell your business, the decisions that you make today need to be in alignment with selling your business. If you want to, well, we've talked about cash flow. If you want to build your pot of uh, capital so you can invest in larger assets, you need to be making decisions in alignment with that. You need to be doing strategies and you need to be doing things that help you build your pot. Quite a simple principle, right? And um, everything that I've discussed here is quite simple to do. But it's 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 overlooked and it's missed by so so many. Business is not easy, and some businesses are simple, some are simpler than others. Some are obviously complicated. But you, if you boil things down, you need to be making decisions in a logical, non-emotional, numbers-based, realistic way that are in alignment with your goals. That's a good phrase, wasn't it? I like that phrase. You need to be making decisions that are logical non-emotional that are numbers based realistic and are in alignment with your goals that is how you make proper decisions i'm going to do a post on that that was that was good i just came up with that off the cuff so there you go so i think um hopefully you might have a big decision to make right now and hopefully you can apply this logic and this system to that decision if you come across a big situation in the future or a big decision or a big opportunity you can apply this system to making that decision and you can make the right decision and uh, listen back to this podcast if you know somebody that is maybe is going through a big change now or they've got a big decision to make send this podcast to them hopefully it'll help them and hopefully i've helped you so don't just take notes remember take action with what you've learned the sooner you apply this system and these processes the better because if you listen to this and you don't apply this for a couple of weeks you're less likely to do it you've got to when you learn something new like this Got to apply it as soon as possible. You're more likely to do it if you apply it today or tomorrow than if you apply it in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening. Don't just take notes, take action. Reach out if you like the podcast. Thank you very much, guys. Take care.